0: Welcome to today's Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I am joined by our Unpacked guru, Peter Franklin. Hello. And also by Sally Chatterton. Hello. So today we are talking Russia and China and energy. So Peter, this was a, an Unpacked where actually, I mean, your opening line is a bit of a gloat about how four years ago you knew well this was going to happen.
1: Mm. Well, yes, this is about the... Um, Tower of Siberia Gas Pipeline, um, which is this incredible 3000 kilometer pipeline from Russia to China. And um, yes, four years ago I did write an article in which I said that this cooperation was on the cards um, and it's now, you know, I think it's next year that this will come on stream. Um, and um, for the first time gas will be piped directly from Russia to China in in great quantities. Can I just
0: break in here? I'm sort of slightly concerned that if all of this gas is going to China, then what happens to Europe? Don't we use an awful lot of Russian gas?
1: We do, but it won't be the same gas. Uh, Obviously, you know, uh, Russia is, I think, is it 11 time zones? And um, in, in width, and it's this will be from the kind of eastern end of Russia um, so it it's too far away from those gas fields are too far away from Europe to kind of supply us anyway so this even though it's three thousand kilometers that's the kind of local market for for uh, Eastern Siberia is China
0: redefining what local means there Peter yes um so I mean Let's just pause for one moment and just reflect on quite the scale of what Russia are doing here. So, Peter, you say in your unpack this is a $55 billion bet?
1: Yes. Um, there's plenty of details and some fantastic graphics and photographs uh, from uh, Henry Foy um, in the FT, Financial Times. Um, plenty of, you know, extraordinary um uh, footage of 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 them actually constructing this pipeline And at in, a
0: rate of two kilometers a day yes
1: and in really rarely um trying conditions including marauding bears so um you know the, it's, it's it's quite a heroic effort and um you know you know we should should definitely not be um to kind of grudging about this achievement because it really is a fantastic feat of engineering.
0: Okay, good. So we're impressed by their engineering uh, and in the conditions that they're working in. But I mean, isn't this isn't this a worry in terms of geopolitics? So if Russia is, you know, really building. A sort of codependency, I guess you could call it, with China, doesn't that create a phenomenally powerful block that could have some quite significant risks if they use that power in any way against us, be it in trade or hacking capability, um, risks to the West?
1: Well, I think I'd say two things about that. Um, for a start, there's a, there's, there's a much greater kind of codependence between Russia and Europe, And that hasn't exactly brought Russia and Europe closer together in recent years. Nor did
0: they turn the gas taps off, though, which is what we often worry that they were going
1: to do. Exactly. But what people forget is that a pipeline of gas from Russia to Europe is, in effect, a pipeline of money from Europe to Russia. Um, So, you know, why would the Russians want um, to switch that off? Um, As for... China, um, well, the alternative to cooperation between these two nuclear armed um, Eurasian giants is rivalry. And it's worth remembering that the territory that the Russian territory that this pipeline crosses over, at one point a lot of it used to be Chinese, right? So it's much better that they cooperate in developing this very underdeveloped part of the world than fighting over it, which um, would be a disaster for the whole world because, as I say, these are nuclear-armed states. You know, it's not in our interest for them to be at daggers drawn. So, uh, you know, a, a Sino-Russian friendship up to a point is, I, th- I think, a good thing.
0: But that, I mean, that's kind of the key, isn't it? That, that little clause in your sentence there, up to a point. And you can imagine that President Trump, for example, might not be too happy with this burgeoning relationship.
1: That's fair enough. But we've got to remember that the West is still a hugely bigger market for Chinese products than Russia is. So I don't think China will... Um, sort of um, see Russia as a kind of alternative partner to the West. I think it will see it as a as um, an and rather than an uh, an or, which is I think we should, what we should bear in mind. Plus, there's the fact that if China is getting its energy, its gas from Russia then that's less that they've got to find from elsewhere in the world, where you know there's possible clashes, for instance, in the South China Sea, in competition over control of, um, uh, say, Africa or Southeast Asia. Um, so it's actually quite good that the Chinese can rely on you know, essential energy supplies from their own backyard, as it were, rather than sort of seeing the West as being in competition for um, energy supplies.
0: Also, it's sort of it's interesting to speculate as to what China's going to do with its energy supply, what sort of energy it wants. Um, it's using more and more sustainable sources, isn't it? So I wonder Indeed, whether there'll yes. still be the market that Russia expects.
1: Well, it's a good thing that, I mean, China obviously uses vast amounts of coal, that, compared to gas, is incredibly polluting, incredibly carbon-intensive. So again, it's good for the whole world that a lot of coal gets substituted for by, by, by gas. Um, and plus all the renewables that um, China is manufacturing and deploying in great quantities. So again, I think we should see these developments as on-balance positive.
0: So there we go. You heard it here. Peter Franklin thinks the... World peace. What exactly. Up to a point. Up to a point. Thinks up to a point. <laughs> to a point. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to achieve yeah, world peace between uh, by having greater uh, relationships or stronger relationships between Russia and China. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Sally, Peter, James, for producing the podcast. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't already. Do rate us if you've enjoyed the Unpacked Shorts. And we hope you tune in next time.